Hi there, this is Angela. My friends call me Lala. Welcome to the Tradies Transformation Hub podcast, where we talk about all the important things to build up your toolbox in life, work, and business. Hey guys, have you got a copy of my latest book, Armor The Truth Behind the ENF Word in Construction, yet? If you haven't, you can always jump onto my website, angelawang.com.au, and grab a copy. Life isn't always easy, and we haven't always had the right tools to deal with those tricky situations. I remember when I was going through my personal challenges a few years ago, kept thinking along the way only if there's a book or there's something that could. Show me all these tools I can deal with it instead of having to hunt for them and look for them myself to different places. So I created Armor, not just for people in construction, but for anyone and everyone who's looking for tools that could help them to get them out of those tricky situations. Think of it as your toolkit for dealing with challenges in life. It's full of useful tools and exercises that will help you get out of those negative emotions and feelings when you're stuck in a horrible place. I started writing this book with my own stories, and then I've inserted all the exercises and tools that has helped me personally get out of the negativity, get out of the horrible places. So I've personally tested and trialed it. Um, all the exercises in there, and I just want to share them with you. So, if that feels like something you're looking for, jump onto my website, angelawang.com.au. You can purchase a copy of the book there. And while you're there, don't forget to check out my latest blogs and all the information about me. This is also where I'll be sharing a lot more about my journey and the tools that I want to share with you to help you get out of tricky situations in life and create the life and the career that you really wanted. Hey guys, how have you been? Well, I'm actually sitting in my living room at the moment in Sydney.、Um, it's a sunny day, and it's not as windy and crazy like the last couple of days. So it's just beautiful.、Um, so wherever you are, hopefully you're having a lovely day as well. So by the time this episode gets broadcasted, it will be Monday Sydney time.、Um, probably still be Sunday for half of the planet,、um, half of the world. So. You know, today's episode is something that's really close to my heart, and also I was talking to Scott yesterday and found out maybe I have been delivering it all wrong. So what we're going to talk about today is、um, basically seven-year vision. Why have a seven? Why have seven-year vision? Why is it important? And how do you go about creating one? Basically. But I'm going to look at it from a slightly different perspective, rather than just saying, "Well, you need to have a seven-year vision because it's good for you." I'm actually going to take you through step by step 
why it is important and also I guess explaining it in more of a detail complex and how does it actually affect you from I guess from a day-to-day perspective um <laughs> this came about I was actually going to deliver something completely different um a couple of days ago when I was thinking about it I was more thinking about um on a career path how you know how can we create the career of our dreams but I was talking to Scott yesterday my partner, um, for those of you that know, <clears throat> we're chatting and talking about, you know, seven-year vision and talking about how he is a very detailed person and I'm very big picture and strategic. So quite often when I talk to my client, they'll be like, okay, yeah, I get it. I kind of get the concept. I'm, I'm going to do it because, you know, my coach is telling me that it's good, so I'm going to do it. And it wasn't until yesterday I realized I really need to break it down a little bit more if I really want to sell this concept of creating your seven-year vision. And the reason that this topic come about is because I am personally in my own process of um, reviewing what I have set about four years ago. And also, for those of you who, you know, have been following me on social media, I've decided to take a business break early. So obviously I still got my nine to five, my day job, um, working for a construction company. But in terms of my business, I've decided to break early this year. So I started my break um, about a month ago now after my first Unfuck Yourself workshop. And it was more because I feel like I have achieved a lot of what I want to achieve this year. And it's almost feel like I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it. If I keep running workshops and launching new things, um, I was actually about to launch my online membership site. And I just feel like I need to have this time to sit down and reflect and really readjust if I need to the direction that I'm going. Not that I'm not happy with my direction, but it's always good to have those times to sit down and reflect and go, okay, you know, based on what I've gone through, is it still in alignment with what I want to do? So I was having this conversation with Scott and he's like, you know what? You know, this seven-year vision thing, I never used to get it until I'm, you know, I met you and looking at how you did it. I understand the concept, but it wasn't until... I fully understood how it affects my life on a daily basis. I didn't quite get it. And that was my light bulb moment. I'm like, wow, okay. I kept thinking about this high, higher vision, you know, the end goal, and I forgot to explain how was it changing our life on a daily basis. And so I'm going to start this podcast by really explaining why is it important to have a vision that's down in seven years' time? And why is it important for you today? And maybe, hopefully, I'm actually speaking in more of a, um, a sense that the more detailed people could actually resonate. So the reason, now, the way that I look at it, and I keep pulling it back from a construction perspective, if we look at a project, right, we've got it at the moment, I'm working about two or three different projects. But one thing that we all have in common is we sit down, when we get the job, we know what the end post is. The end post is to deliver this job by this date. 
and then we'll you know start breaking the, the tasks down and start a program right that's that's one thing that's very important in, our, in the construction industry is the construction program and that's our tool to track whether we're on track so you start with the, let's say um, currently i've got a job that is due to finish in june 2020 and we would have set up this job started this time last year so we would have set up you know different milestones and also the tasks that we need to achieve initially from for the two-year project and then we'll break it down to you know structure and fit out internal so that becomes sort of a hierarchical sort of big medium i guess medium um period milestones and then what we do is we actually break it down to weekly programs and then also daily tasks that each trade will have to do but how often do we actually sit down and pro program our life or plan our life to be honest probably not a lot not many people that i know actually do that how interesting isn't that we work in this industry that's heavily relying on programming and knowing what we need to do in order to achieve our goals but in our personal life, we don't apply the same tools. And quite often I will say to people, you know, um, what's your plan? What's your plan with your career? What's your plan with your um, life? What's your vision? And be like, oh, I don't know, just keep working until I retire. Okay, that is a plan, but it's kind of like a wishy-washy plan, isn't it? If we take this one step further, if you think about it as, when you're going on a road trip, Christmas is coming up, um, a few of you or quite a lot of you might be going on a road trip. I love Port Stephens. It's one of my favourite places in um, the New South Wales coast. So set, let's say if I want to go to Port Stephens, I need to set on my GPS, you know, I'm going to Port Stephens and I may need to stop in the servo halfway up the, the highway for a pee break. By the way, for those of you that are in not in um, Australia, servo is our way of saying the service stations or the petrol station or um, resting station, whatever you call it, overseas. So it's planning out the trip and they'll be like, okay, um, there might be a bit of traffic around midday. If I leave, say, about 8 in the morning, I should get to Port Stephens by um, 3 hours. So four, maybe they could 4. I'm just going to cruise a little bit. So if I leave... Yeah, that's safe. I leave by about nine o'clock, 10, 11, 12, one o'clock. By one o'clock, I should get there. So I probably want to also pick up a light lunch while I'm at the service station. And then by the time I get there, I'm going to check in, see how that becomes a plan and you have a clear direction on where you're going. You know, if I want to go out to dinner um, at the marina, I'll pre book early. That's a, that's a short term plan. Right? So at least you know where you're heading to. But do we often set long-term plans like that? I really don't think so. Um, not many of us do. And I certainly didn't start doing that until probably about five years ago when I learned about the magic of setting your seven-year goals. If we take it more to, um, you know, the level beyond just you, have you got plans for your family? Have you got plans for your kids? You know, a lot of parents would know, well, you know, my kids need to go. To, I want to send my kids to private school. Do you know how much the cost? 
of sending the kids to private school in the long term and how much do you need to earn and save in order to afford that. So this is what a seven-year vision is all about. It allows you to look at where do you want to be in seven years' time and what are the daily steps that you can take. Quite often when I speak to parents and be like, well, you know, what's your plan for the future for your family? And be like, oh, you know, we're just going to send our kids to school. And then you ask them, well, what have you put in place in order to ensure that? Um, To go with a more commonly used, a bit more scary analogy would be, okay, that's safe from today on. You only have seven days to live, so seven years to live. What strategies and things you have put in place to know that, you know, on the set, on the last day of your life, that you have put in the right strategy and the right stuff that you can implement in place to ensure that your family has the life that they wanted or you wanted them to have, you wish for them to have beyond your life, right? So it's not just about you if you've got a family. If you're on your own, yeah, maybe. But it's it's about planning towards something that you really want. And I really hope that makes sense. And I really hope that sort of starts to ring some truth in the importance of having a vision and having a goal for yourself, for your family, so you know you're putting the right things in place that would gradually put you and your family and kids towards a vision that you have. Okay, so let's talk about, you know, how do you how do you first come up with a seven-year vision? Why seven years, right? Um, there's this saying that I love. We quite often overestimate how much we can achieve in the short term, short term being anywhere from a week to a year or two years, and we overestimate, or sorry, and we underestimate how much we can achieve in the long term. Let me repeat that again. We often overestimate how much we can achieve in the short term and underestimate how much we can achieve in the long term. Because the long-term vision seems so long and we, we're like, oh my God, you know, I can't even figure out where I'm going to be in a year's time. How do I figure out where am I going to be in seven years? And I think five years is still for me quite short in terms of wanting to achieve something. And 10 years is a bit too long. But also if you look at life in general, um, quite often we say, it works in the cycle of seven. You, know, you look at the financial market or you look at the property market, we often talk about the six to eight-year cycle. So seven years is a good cycle, cyclic term um, that we use. So that's why I love the number seven. Interesting, isn't it? Um, now, the other thing is also people often ask me, well, where do I start? What you could start doing, um, it's probably easier if you Google the life wheel, but if you've got pen and paper ready, um, here are the areas that I tend to look at. Obviously, you can adjust it and um, change it wherever you like, but I, I've adjusted and adopted to what I think suits me best. Um, obviously, you could have a different life wheel if you want to. So generally, whenever I start and when I do my seven-year vision, I look at where do I want to be in terms of my wealth, my health, 
my career or business. So that could be one altogether. For me, um, I should have separate career and business goals. What about your relationship with your family and friends? Um, your intimate relationship, whether you have one or, or not, or whether you want one or not. And um, emotion and spiritual, I tend to put it into one. Some people break it into two different separate sections. And then look at recreational, which are the fun stuff, the travelings and all that sort of things. So you look at all these seven areas of your life and think, okay, where would I want to be in seven years' time? And the question that I often, this is one of my favourite questions to ask people, if you're not afraid, if you don't have to worry about other people judging you, um, if money is not an issue, where would you like to be in seven years' time? The other way to ask yourself is think about yourself as this, you know, energetic, bubbly young kid that you once were who's not afraid of anything, right? You haven't got all this external programming that has sort of conditioned you. There's no conditions. What would you, what would you want to do when you, uh, you know, think about how old are you going to be? How old are you going to be in seven years' time? So for me, I'm 36 this year. In seven years' time, I would be 43. So think about where would you want to be? when you were 43 and it's really important to not think about where would the world expect me to be where will my family expect me to be and that's why the question is so important if you're not afraid if no one is ever going to judge you if you don't have to worry about people judging you and you if money is not an issue what would you do because that takes your head out of all the worry and concern and um you know, the fear of being judged or the fear of that you're not living to the standard and really look at what do you really and truly want. And this question is not to be taken lightly as well, right? It's a very important question because in our society today, in our world today, we have been conditioned by social media, by, you know, the media in general, by a society that we have to perform in a certain way. We have to act a certain way. We have to live a certain way. What if none of that exists? So then you can take all the pressure off you and really think about what you really want. And you'll be surprised how many people actually don't know what they really want. I was one of them. When I... Um, separated from my ex-husband I was one of those people going like oh my god I have spent 32 years or 31 years of my life living based on other people's expectations living my life in a way you know I was living a life when I think uh, what other people thinks that I should live it's a mouthful so I was living a life predicting this is the expectation of the world so I was and you know sort of pre-mind reading what the world expect me to be and living my life that way how much pressure is that right when you're trying to live up to a preconceived expectation so I perceiving this is the perception of what the world want me to be 
and to such a degree that I was basing my life keeping other people happy, basically. So I didn't even know what I want at the age of 31. And that took a lot of exploration. And that's also another important thing. Like when you are creating the seven-year vision, take your time. Um, I created mine four years ago. And actually, no, three years ago. It feels like a long time, but actually it wasn't. Um, three years ago, and it took me three months to create this vision of mine because I literally wrote it down and really went through it and go, is this what I really want? And that was the question. Is this what I really want? Is this what is really going to give me joy? Is this what my soul calls me to do? Because there's still a lot of external conditionings that I took on back then. And some of those things when I first wrote down really wasn't what I wanted to be. It was what I think I should be. So really take that time and really spend time with yourself without having other people around you and ask yourself these questions. Is that what I really want to do? If I only have seven years to live, is that what I really want to do? And that's how important it is, right? And once you have that vision, um, there are online meditations or visualization exercise that you could do to really visualize it. So when we embodied um, that means when you can actually feel the emotions of what it's like when you achieve it then your body actually or your your unconscious mind actually treated as real so our, our unconscious mind couldn't tell between imagined or real so when you imagine that moment in seven years time when you achieve that goal how would you feel what are you seeing? What are you hearing? And the more vivid that you make it, the more real you can make it in your head, in your body, and your heart, the more your unconscious mind thinks you've got it. It's like what Will Smith said, right? I'm already there. The universe just needs to catch up, meaning the world just needs to catch up. And that's the magic about having a vision. When you have that vision and every single day you take daily actions towards it, you will get there in one way or another, if not better. Now, now I talk about every single day taking daily steps towards it, right? Um, you may be like, well, how? You know, how do I break down from a seven-year vision to daily steps? It's actually quite simple. Um, I quite often talk about divided by 10, and I use generally use wealth as example. So if you think about you want to save $100,000 by the end of the seven years. Divided by 10 means you only have to say $10,000 on your first year because that's all you want to worry about the first year. Don't worry about next year. Don't worry about the year after. Just think about the first year. Why do I divide it by 10? Because of a snowball effect, right? Think about compound interest. It will get easier. Once you get into the rhythm of things, it's like the snowball effect. It will get bigger and bigger. So for your first year, that's all you have to worry about. Once you get your seven-year vision, all you have to worry about is that first year. So divided by 10, and then, so there's 10,000, then divided by 12 to get your monthlies, and then divided by, um, I generally take 
three, which then becomes your weekly and divided by seven, that becomes your daily, basically. So whatever task that it is, you can simply do that. And what I really want you to do is go from your monthly, actually quarter it. So you get your quarterlies, which is three months. And again, get to your first quarter first. So um, right now I'm planning my 2020. So what I would do is say, for example, if we use that same example, um, I'm going to save $10,000 next year, divided by four, which gets me to my quarters, um, that becomes 2500 for three months. Right. I, I'm not even going to worry about quarter two, three, and four because you'll get there. So the first step is to plan your first quarter down to the months, the weeks, and the days. Okay, so that um, I actually haven't got my calculator in front of me right now, but whatever number it is daily, that's what you do. Then you figure out what's the strategy getting me there. Okay, so we look at the big picture as what, what do I want? And then when you break it down into your monthlies, weeklies, and daily, that becomes how I'm going to get there. And that's why when you're doing your seven-year vision, what you want to do is don't think about the how because the how is going to distract you from what you really want. And so only when you get down to your weeklies and your dailies, you start to think about your how. Um, I used to have this diary every single day. I'll write down my goals for that day and how I'm going to get there. And I plan that every Sunday I'll sit down and plan my week. Right. And the beginning, so a month before each quarter, let's say, um, so by December I'll be planning my first quarter and by February I'll be planning my second quarter. So once you start getting into the rhythm of it, it becomes a lot easier. And people are saying to me, well, how do I do the, the not so tangible things? Like how do I actually plan um, that, say, if I want to get married and have kids in seven years? I'm like, that's easy. Think about how you're in a relationship now. Let's say if you're not in a relationship, right, and you want to have your first child in seven years' time. Okay, a child is born, you can work out nine months before that you need to get your wife pregnant or your partner pregnant. Are you going to get married? Yes. Okay, so how many years after you get married are you going to have a child? And you're like, well, we're going to conceive at a honeymoon. Okay, great. So um, let's say in seven years' time, we're at um, 2019, seven years' time, that's 2026, right? So let's say you, you're going to have your first child in November 2026, which means in November 2025, you'll probably be getting married. Okay, how long do you want to be in a relationship before you get married? Oh, maybe two years. So then we work backwards again. So by November 2024, you want to be make sure you probably would be in a relationship already. And how long would it take you to then look for that relationship, right? Um, say another year maybe uh, of you know different relationship then we are down to uh, 2023 see how you can actually work it backwards and I often say to people for you to find the perfect partner you first need to work on yourself so guess what you've got time to work on yourself as well so that's how you work things backwards Um, even with the toughest things even you just start with one you know it's like I want to get six pack okay Ask yourself this question, what is the first thing I need to do in order to get six-pack? It's not you get six-pack tomorrow, right? It's probably you need to go and see someone who's done it. 
probably you need to go and find yourself a trainer. If you're not even in the gym, you probably need to sign yourself up for a gym. You probably need to start Googling. So what you do is you list out all the things that you need to do in order to achieve that goal, all the little things and steps you can think of, and you break them into, you know, the weeks or the months. Or, you know, that say, I want to save $1,000 in the next month. We've got 30 days in a month, so it would equate to, I think, roughly about $30 a day or maybe $33, $35 a day. Then I need to look at how can I either gain more money or how can I even save more money, right? I could be taking on another job or taking um, extra jobs here and there that would give me the amount that I need to achieve on a weekly basis. Or $25 a day, I think I can save that because – Currently, I'm eating three meals a day outside and I have two coffees. So if I do this and that, I will be able to just save my $35 a day. It's no different than when you're programming what you want to do with your projects, right? You need to list out all the exercise, all the, sorry, all the activities that you need to do in order to get to where you want to be. So if we want to pour a concrete slab, um, you want to make sure, obviously, you get the hole dug, let's say it's a slab on ground, so on the ground. You dig the hole, you measure it, but before that, even before that, you need to make, make sure you have the right drawings, right measurements. So think of all the little steps that you can take on a daily basis towards your goal, and then what you will actually realize, by the time you break everything down, your seven-year vision is more achievable than you think. So my challenge to you guys today is really have a think about that question, that all-important question. If you're not afraid, if you don't have to worry about other people judging you, and if money's not an issue, what do you really want? Open up your imagination and connect with your inner child. Connect with the real you. And really you want to make sure that seven-year vision is gut-wrenching and bring you to tears because that's what you want. You want to feel motivated and inspired by your own vision, right? As a leader in your household, if you're a guy, think about what do you want your family to feel? What do you want them to have, right? So that could really bring you, bring them to real joy. And then what are the plans, what are the steps that you need to take in place to ensure that happens for not just you, but your family and your kids? Because I know, I know from speaking to so many of you, your family and kids are the most important thing to you. And one last thing makes you communicate your vision with your family so they understand why you do what you do every single day and the sacrifices you do. It's also that you them, you know, your wife, your partner, your kids, your family, your mom and dad could have that vision that you want for them as well. And you never know, might, they might even open up to you about what they want in life. And then what you'll find is that unifies your family and everyone then can walk towards that greater vision. I really hope this podcast is helping you to get a bit more clarification on clarification or um, clarity. Sorry, that's the word I was looking for. Around why is it so important to have a vision, to have a goal? 
And I look forward to hear about your vision and your goal. If you have any questions, email me on Angela at AngelaWang.com.au or look me up on Angela Wang um, on um, LinkedIn or Angela Wang and Co on Facebook. I look forward to hear from you. Good luck on your journey of creating your seven-year vision. I am so, so, so excited for you. I will catch up with you guys next time. Have a lovely week and um, hope to see you soon. Bye. Loving this episode of my podcast and wanted to get more juicy insight? Make sure you follow me on LinkedIn simply by searching Angela Wang. Or if you would like to read a copy of my latest blog, jump onto angelawang.com.au. That's where I will be sharing all of my insight on the blog form. If you have any feedback, if you ever need to contact with me, just email me at angela at angelawang.com.au and I will be responding to all of your questions personally. Have a lovely, lovely week wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And make sure you take care of yourself first.